Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Okay, everyone, here we go with another episode of Idleman Unplugged slash Pastors Unplugged. Sometimes I, I speak to pastors and those in, pastor, those in pastoral leadership or sometimes just those in the local church body, Christians who have questions. And one that comes in often, and you might hear some a little bit of noise in the background, it's a busy morning here at the office, um, is this issue of women pastors. What does the Bible say? about women pastors. And it's challenging, you know, because there's division. And if you listen to both sides, that's what I've tried to do is, you know, try to hear where people are coming from. You know, of course, I've got friends in the vineyard movement and uh, Foursquare movement um, who would use that term. And then I've got friends, obviously, in conservative churches, Baptist churches, Reformed, you know, you name it. And so, what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to read an article, and if I remember, I will place this article in the description, if this is on YouTube or Vimeo or Rumble or iTunes, um, Podbeam, you know, I'll try to remember to get this article in the description so you can just click it and share it. And I think I'm going to read a lot of it and then interject when I feel the need to interject. So the title is Women Pastors, What Does the Bible Say? Let me begin by saying that I know and appreciate many women who have been recognized as pastors. They are diligent, steadfast, and hardworking. Our country has done a great disservice to women over the years by not elevating and supporting them in roles of leadership. And uh, I think I pronounced his name right, hopefully. Alexander Strach, S-T-R-A-U-C-H, has a great book on uh, biblical eldership that we've had our elders read over the years. Uh, He echoes the same concern. He says this, in the minds of contemporary people, excluding women from church eldership is sexist, discriminatory, and one more example of male dominance. But this need not be the case. No one who truly loves people, who is sensitive to God's word, and who is aware of the painful dehumanization that women have suffered and still suffer worldwide would want to discriminate against women. So I'm going to keep reading and I might repeat myself, um, but I'm just going to kind of just interject here. This is uh, not me reading the article, even though I probably will talk about this in the article in just a minute or read the article. Uh, the issue is, and from even in our nation's history, um, especially Jewish history, Roman history, biblical times, the devaluation of women and life in general um, has really put a bad mark uh, in our nation's history, let's say, for example. And so in correcting that, sometimes you can go to the other extreme. Just like when you correct a deficit in the church with the Holy Spirit and you can go the other stream and get kind of weird or you create a, you know, hey, we've had a deficit. We haven't talked about fasting in decades and we've, we've lost this, this, the spiritual principle of fasting. And what are we going to do about that? Well, then we overcorrect and then we talk about it too much and it becomes works and all these other things. But I've, I've written about the, that topic before 
Uh, Again, my books are available at the church website for free. You can download these titles and be encouraged and uplifted and sometimes convicted. So anyway, so that's that's what's happened. You see this devaluization of women, um, not, you know, from voting to not being CEOs to... And and so what the church has wanted to do is is hey let's elevate them and I, and I'm all for that right to wherever God's word says and it's really not about this idea of senior pastoring is not about male domination and male control in the church what it's about is what does God's word say and I'm going to get to that in just a little bit and so that's what's happened we want to you know elevate women and and what we do in all areas of service and. But in the same way, you know, men can't have babies uh, because we are designed differently. Women have been designed differently. So sometimes when you see that role of the president of the United States or a, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or, you know, sometimes these 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 areas where it's leadership, servant leadership, real leadership, and it's about um, the man submitting to what Christ wants to do. Uh, in the home and in the church, and then the woman coming underneath that submission, mutual submission. And so really, it's not about holding women down and, oh, no, this is for men only. That That's ridiculous. If the Bible had qualifications, boy, and it made it clear, uh, I would be the, the biggest cheerleader. Uh, but we just don't see that. And we also see when the woman is the pastor, they are usurping the role now they are usurping the headship. Now they are the spiritual covering over the man, and, and you got that reversed. So it's not about um, the culture of Paul's day. It's actually about creation. How did God create us? And so what is happening? You have these churches that want to elevate um, women because of they've been held back. And I totally agree, all areas of service, but in this area of, of the senior lead pastor. Now. Some of my friends would say, well, yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. But pastor over this or co-pastor of the church, I, I think we're still sending the wrong message because titles uh, speak volumes. Uh, what we call something, especially when that word pastor, bishop, overseer, elder is um, synonymous in the Bible with um, leadership, with the qualifications for male leadership in the church. So that's kind of where we're at. And then, of course, you do have the other side. Uh, some of the conservative churches just, nope, women can't talk in church. Women remain silent. You better wear a hair, hair uh, a, um, head covering that's, you know, at least 10 inches by 10 inches. And um, that's a whole nother topic. And so, man, they're just really, they don't have the spirit of God. They don't have love and joy and grace and fruit of the spirit and just a really rigid, you know, the letter kills what the spirit gives life. And that's not healthy either. So trying to find that balance is where we often find ourselves. So back to the article, women are one of God's greatest gifts. And we all know that, but in our passion to promote women, uh, something I wholeheartedly agree with, have we overstepped the scriptures? It's not uncommon for the church as a whole to overcorrect itself when abuse occurs. See, I told you I would read some of the things I just said. First, we must understand that the loving, nurturing role of a woman is vital to the health of the church in the same way that is vital to the health health of a child. God has designed the male-female relationship to complement. Here's the key. This is why we are complementarian is is not egalitarian. Just not equal. We can't. It, it, God created us differently. There should be no. Um, there should be no. Uh, 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 what's the right word I'm looking for? Oh yeah, there should be no um, jealousy or. Um, 
you know, wanting to switch roles and things like that. The man wanting to be the woman or vice versa. And that's why you'll see a lot of times in the ho- in the home, the man is that passive, not the leader. When the Bible, especially in Genesis, tells us to be the leader and the woman is going to desire that role and she's going to have to fight against that where the man is going to have to fight against laziness. And that is part of the sin nature. And so we look at this position of pastoring as servant leadership. A servant is called to protect, lead, and guard the church. We are to serve those God has entrusted to us. If there is a loud noise at home in the dead of night, do we encourage our wives to investigate? Well, I hope not. God has called men to be this in this position of servant leadership and protector. Third, we see from Genesis 3.16 that God ordained a leadership role for the man. However, when men cower back from their leadership responsibilities, women will step in. Men must rise to the call of servant leadership. This type of leadership is not domineering or abusive. It's kind, gracious, and humble. Pastors are to serve those in the church, not lord over them. God's design is not focused on better than or I'm superior, even though abuse has tarnished this area of, of male leadership. So what does the Bible say? Well, some use Chloe in the New Testament as an example of women being pastors. Uh, they say that uh, she was a house church leader, according to 1 Corinthians one eleven. You can look that up. But the scripture doesn't say that. It says from Chloe's household. Another woman references Priscilla. Uh, she and her husband Aquila ministered uh, together. And another example is Lydia in Acts 16. Her, enhi- her entire household was, was baptized and her home became a meeting place for early Christians. Now, to me, this is eisegesis, not exegesis. Eisegesis is speaking into the text something that is not there. And we begin to build our theology around things that are vague or maybe even build a theology around silence. And that's just not healthy. Uh, None of those speak to this role of, of the woman leading the church. And now all those, although these women are mentioned again, the context does not support the role of elder slash pastor. The terms for pastor, bishop, overseer were not used to describe them. Deborah in the old Testament is another example used to support the idea of women pastors And she was a powerful, powerful Old Testament figure who judged the nation of Israel. Um, I'm sorry, the nation. Yeah, who judged Israel. Uh, But we can't use this text to support the New Testament role of pastor or bishop or, or, or overseer. In the Greek, the word for bishop, it has to do with episkopos, and the word for pastor is poimen, P-O-I-M-E-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's in the Greek, you have to pronounce those words a little bit differently. Both terms refer to the same office, and the qualifications for male leadership are found in 1 Timothy 3. Go ahead and read that. And Titus 1. Read the whole chapters. Uh, and the Bible does not outline character traits for female pastors, nor does it use the word episkopos or poimen when describing their role. For those who agree with this position of women pastors, where does the Bible list the character traits needed for this role? Where are the examples? And again, men are given the position of pastors and elders because God gave them the role of leading and dying for their family and the church if necessary. How did God design that? God, God designed us. First Timothy 2 actually talks about uh, women not usurping the headship of the man. Again, taking on that role that God designed for the man, and then we take on that role and as women. I'm sorry, not, I'm just throwing that out there, not as women, meaning me. Um, but anyway, can we learn from Bible teachers? You know, I've thought of Kay Arthur over the years, Priscilla Schreier, uh, Am Grand Lots, and you know, others. Absolutely. 
They're not the spiritual covering over the man usurping authority. They're not stepping to the pulpit teaching the church. They're not co-pastors of the church where they're overseeing the men in the church along with their husband. That's just, it's, it's just not biblical and it's, um, it's out of order. I guess that's the word I've been looking for. So will God some still bless it from time to time? Of course. And people say, well, look at the fruit, Shane. I'm leading people to the Lord. And of course, uh, but it's not God's ideal. It's not, um, something that, that he designed. And so he will still bless it in spite of us not doing things correctly. Uh, we can just look at our own personal lives for that. And I've had women come up and say, but Shane, God has called me to be evangelist. God has called me to, to preach to people and to win them to the Lord. And you're telling me I can't use this gifting. Oh, no, 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 no. You need to use that gifting. Use it loudly, proudly, and boldly and get the message of the gospel out there. I'm just talking about the senior lead pastor role in a church where you are over the men that we just don't, we just don't see that anywhere uh, in scripture. Um, we need more female authors and speakers, I believe. I, I, I don't believe we should restrict women from any area of service, even in leadership. But this role, um, it, it was just not part of the creator's plan to make us equal in all areas. Thank God for that. But be, again, senior pastor, lead pastor doesn't mean better than. It actually means, okay, I'm to go forward, ahead of, and and die for, if necessary, to protect. It's not this glorified position. We make it into that glorified position. I think that's why some women want to be pa uh, uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 can companies. No man's going to tell me what not what I can't do. And maybe God will bless them in that area. I don't know. I'm my, I'm just arguing the biblical uh, support. Uh, for men leading the church as elders. Um, and so male leadership should look uh, to the wise advice. Let me close with this, sorry. Male leadership should look to the wise advice and counsel of women before making decisions. For example, in our home, we make decisions together. Additionally, all three of my editors for my books and articles, including this one you're listening to, are women. Their advice and suggestions are priceless. All are exceptional, exceptional writers, far better than me. So women are a true blessing to the church, the glue that keeps everything together. We would not survive or flourish without them. If the Bible supported women, pastors, overseers, overseeing men via direct mention and a list of character traits and what they must possess, I would be among their biggest fans. Actually, the Bible doesn't say that. They must be a, a husband of one wife, and that's a man. That's that's the role of a man. So it has nothing to do with the culture of Paul's day and, and holding women back. Actually, Jesus elevated women, and we see Jesus calling the 12 men uh, to lead and actually die for the church. And so we we, all, we see throughout Scripture this 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 idea, what you have to do is change the image of your mind of male chauvinism and dominating women and controlling. It's you, you have to change your whole view. It's servant leadership, sometimes submitting to the needs of the family over your own needs and, and it's mutual submission. And then you lead in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So my view has nothing to do with opinion and male dominance, abuse of authority, again, or male chauvinism, but everything to do with the principles given in Scripture that allows each role to complement the whole. As I've often said, times change, but truth does not. So anyway, I hope that sheds a little bit of light. And that's why there's a big debate, because we see women not being... Uh, um, 
um, used greatly in the church or maybe held back or looked looked at less than they should be. And then we, we want to correct that. But then in correcting that, I, you know, I just, I, I think we got to avoid that, that term pastor. I, if, if they're over women's ministry, women's ministry director, children's ministry director, uh, whatever it is, but just, we, I think we got to be careful because we send mixed messages about this word and about the leadership style. And if there are churches out there who think that the women can be the senior pastor, uh, I think they're definitely out of order. So God allows it, obviously. Uh, he will bless it, just like he blesses anything an imperfect person does. But it's out of divine order. And I believe because of it, there will be more problems. Uh, there will be more issues. I, I, There is a tendency sometimes to have pride there. Uh, that controlling kind of spirit. And and that's what Genesis says the women are going to have to fight against and the man is going to have to fight against laziness. So, you know, you have to be careful. But I do know uh, of women on the mission field who had to start churches because men wouldn't step up. God blessed it greatly. And again, I, I don't think that God can't use it. He uses it. Uh, but we can be out of order in the same way that a pastor uh, can be out of order in his home and not leading his home well, not giving to his wife and kids, yet is a very effective communicator and preacher from the pulpit, but still out of order in his home. Or he can be out of order in his own spiritual life. Um, again, great communicator, motivational speaker, whatever it is, but not spending that time with God and God's word and in prayer and humility and reading the word. So his spiritual life is out of order and it does affect other things. It does affect his leadership, but God is still saving people. God is still uh, using this person and there is still fruit. So we just have to be very careful when we say, but look, look, there's fruit. Well, obviously there's fruit. Anything you do for God, God's going to produce a measure of fruit, but how much more fruit when we submit under his plan and conduct ourselves in the church the way he designed it and repent when we're off target and um, and not walking according to his word. So again, that's my thoughts. I think it's can be blessed of God from time to time if it's only scenario on a mission field. I believe that eventually God would r- raise up some elders in that church. Um, but here in America, I think, um, you know, it's... it's uh, it's been abused and there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I'll just say, I'll just say this in love. Uh, and this is not the case of every woman pastor I know, but I, I know quite a few. Uh, I've lived here all my life and the majority, I, 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 again, just speaking, speaking the truth in love, I have no bones to pick, but there seems to be a chip on the shoulder. <laughs> it's just, you know, no man going to tell me what to do or or, I, I, you know, I, I'm called by God. Who are you to tell me I'm not called by God? And I'm going to, you know, it's just, there's a lot of pride there. And it, that's just sad uh, because there should be a gentle, calm spirit about them willing to submit whatever God wants to do. Um, and so anyway, that's just my thoughts here on Idleman Unplugged slash Pastor's Perspective. I think this is important for both of those podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode.
Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.